This episode of the Local Hustlers podcast is sponsored by Crossbow Equine. If you own a business, you need to check out Crossbow Equine for all of your social media marketing and branding needs. Throughout her entrepreneurial journey, owner Kylie Bowen has gained a deep understanding of marketing, branding, and telling your story in an authentic professional manner to help you gather raving fans and paying clients and customers. For our listeners only, Kylie is offering a free 30-minute consultation call and 50% off your first month of services. Contact her today at 480-254-7650. You're listening to the Local Hustlers Podcast, East Valley Locals. Get connected with small businesses near you and dive deep into their stories, mindset, and motives. Entrepreneurs everywhere. Get ready to be inspired by business owners, entrepreneurs, and hustlers that you can relate to and learn from. And now, your hosts. Dallin Huso and Ridge Waldberg. Hello, everybody, and welcome to another episode of the Local Hustlers podcast. This week, we're super excited to be here with uh, Nikki Smith with Mrs. Smith's Cookies, who's also a full-time teacher, correct? Yes. Awesome. Hey, we're excited to have you today. Thank you. I'm excited to be here. Super excited, especially the cookie part. (laughs) Right. (laughs) Well, uh, before we get into your cookie business, why don't you tell us a bit about uh, being a teacher, kind of how you you got into that? Oh, gosh. Um, So I got into teaching almost kind of as an accident Mm -hmm. in a way. Um, I graduated with a degree in psychology, and I knew I wanted to do something working with kids, but my plan was to become a guidance counselor. I thought that would suit my skill set really well and um but I needed to go back to school at the time wasn't quite ready for that and so I ended up being able to get a position as a resource math teacher and Hmm. um worked my way into becoming a general ed math teacher and so I've been teaching for 15 years now at Gilbert High School all 15 at Gilbert High School all 15 And that's also where I graduated from high school. So. Oh, wow. You know, that makes two of us. <laughs> yeah, I, yeah. Oh, did you? Yes. That's, uh, what year? 1991. Oh, okay. Awesome. We did not go at the same time. No. <laughs> I'm a Highland guy over here, so a bit Uh-oh, of a rivalry shoot. going. Shoot. <laughs> um, cool. So, so do you love math, or did you love it when you got started, or did you learn to, to enjoy it, or how did that work out? Um. I liked math. It was something I enjoyed. It was something I was good at, Uh but I never, I didn't necessarily plan on teaching it. Um, but that was where the position was and that's what they needed. And I started in, it was teaching, uh, consumer math. And so, I mean, I I like finances, I like budgeting. And so it kind of, it kind of just worked and it was kind of one of those weird, um, oh gosh, what's the word for it? divine intervention yeah, type yeah. type yeah. moments where I just kind of fell into something that that really worked well for me and so um so anyhow yeah I love teaching that I it's it is truly something I'm so passionate about uh-huh. and uh, I love watching students just have that those aha moments yeah. where they're they're starting to see things as an adult and I'll, my my kids, I tell you, they're hungry for this information, and yeah. it's so awesome to be able to watch them come and ask me questions. And oh, Miss Smith, I saw this the other day, and so yeah, it's it's I love it. Well, it's great. so fun. What you do is honorable, <laughs> and we are grateful that you're doing it. And well, thank you. And your students are lucky because uh, to have a passionate teacher who uh, cares more about the students <laughs> and the subject. 
uh, and and having them be successful that's the greatest gift they can have at, at the school setting so thank you for well thank um, you for that and, that and uh yeah you, you mentioned that you just kind of fell into it divine yep. intervention mm-hmm. um and over the past 15 years how have you continued to stay passionate stay fresh stay relevant stay connected to your audience your students um, God, it's just, it's just who I am. I, I, I've, I'm the oldest sibling. I've always been the mother hen of groups of friends or whatnot. I just, I'm a caretaker and it's just something that's so second nature. And so each year I get a new batch of students that I, I want to help them and, mm-hmm. you know, get them on the right path and make sure they're not, uh, broke like the rest of America so yeah it's something that I I really I'm always learning about it and I'm always listening to to new information and so I it's 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 not hard to keep to stay passionate about something as important as personal finances yeah so it it's it I don't find it challenging to get excited about it. Each year I get all, I go on my rants and, <laughs> and they're like, oh my gosh, Miss Smith is angry. <laughs> yes, they're taking advantage of you. So. That's cool. That's good. Um, so with, with personal finance, I'm just curious because I think there's a lot of correlation obviously between business owners and, and taking care of your finances. Is yeah. there any any advice that you always make sure to, to hammer into your kids? Like if they could leave your class knowing one thing about finances, what would it be? Mm, that's hard to narrow down. I have three, okay, I would let's, say. Let's yeah. get them all. all right, okay. <laughs> Number one, keep an emergency fund. Have something there to fall back on because we're all going to fall on hard times and it needs to be there to kind of help you out. Number two, keep a budget. Watch your finances every month because if not, you'll get to the end of the month and go, where did all my money go? I had all this and now it's gone. And um, number three is stay debt free. Avoid debt like the plague. That's cool. Were these things that you you did in your own life before getting into teaching or did you kind of learn them along the way as you were teaching your students about it? Weirdly, yes, I did. Um, I had a lot of people tell me I was a Dave Ramsey person. Mm -hmm. I had no idea who Dave Ramsey was. And, but they, I just kept getting told that. I was like, okay, sure, whatever. <laughs> and then um, I went to go, when I made the transition from resource math to general ed math, I took the adult version of the Dave Ramsey course. Okay. And I sat there and listened to his classes and I went, oh yeah, well, they're right. <laughs> I was a Dave <laughs> Ramsey person. So um, so yeah, it's it's super fun. I, I'm such a diehard Dave nut, um, but... Yeah, it it was really, yeah. Cool, cool. Um, obviously, we want to jump into the business, but kind of with the correlation has... Oh, yeah, sorry. I didn't, <laughs> no, I didn't no, no, answer no. the question. No, no, no. <laughs> uh, just moving on. How how has the things you've learned in math kind of helped you in terms of, of running a business now? Has there been any correlation for you? Oh, my gosh, yes. I mean, everything from calculating how much it costs mm-hmm. in materials and time... And how much, um, if you spend money on this, what's the fee, you yeah. know, what, what's, what's the opportunity cost? Um, just staying, staying, not going into debt, not, yeah. I mean, I've, I've had, and it's very sweet, don't get me wrong, but I've had people tell me, oh, I'll invest and I'm, 
I'm not interested in, in that because mm-hmm. I, that's debt and I don't want it. Um, so yeah, there's a lot and I, math, I, how much dough I need, yeah. <laughs> you know, how many cookies I got to calculate the time it takes. And I, and I laugh and I say to my husband all the time, if my students only need, I always hear, you know, math teachers, you get, when are we ever going to need this? Yeah. Oh, you need math to run a business. Mm-hmm. It's it's something I'm constantly doing, and I'm grateful that it's a skill set that, sure. that I'm comfortable yeah. with because math is not everybody's skill set for sure, and I understand that. Yeah, yeah. Well, why don't we uh, jump into the story then? How does how does a math teacher get into baking and starting a cookie business? Oh, um, so I have always loved baking. Okay. When I was a kid, I would try to whip things up in the kitchen. No idea what I was doing, but <laughs> I would whip things up in the kitchen. My grandma likes to bake and I found I found a connection with her. Uh-huh. I hear it started that. with with mac and cheese, right? Oh yes. Yep, started with craft mac and cheese, but mine was special cuz I put the craft slices into it. Nice. <laughs> so extra extra mac cheese right there. Right. That's yeah, it was stuff. it was premium. <laughs> where I got my start humble beginnings um so anyhow no I've always loved being in the kitchen it's cooking and baking I cook dinner uh several nights a week for my family and it's something I really enjoy doing um and so I kind of (laughs) I went to Joe's barbecue of all places and I had (laughs) their chocolate chip cookie and I was like oh my gosh that was really good I want to make that and so I went home and two years later after many 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 test batches I ended up uh, kind of creating this recipe through tweaking it and changing it. And um, yeah, and then I started making them for kids' basketball games. And I'd bring them in for students, friends, whatnot, have them out at, if you know, we had family or parties or something like yeah. that at our house, I'd have them out. And everybody, oh my gosh, these are so good. You should sell them. I was like, no, no. <laughs> um, and so. Anyhow, I had a couple. I had a couple pushers, a couple mm-hmm. people who, because I'm I'm not inherently a risk taker. Okay. I, I'm I'm pretty shy. I'm pretty yeah. humble. Pretty modest. And so, um, the thought of actually doing anything like that was crazy to me. But I I thought, what the heck? I'm gonna give it a shot. So, last November, I kind of just put a post on my personal Instagram and Facebook. Hey, if anybody wants cookies let me know. And they did. They wanted cookies. Hmm. And so I had, at the time, I look back at this, I had 19 orders between November and December. So Thanksgiving and Christmas. Okay. And this is this past year? This was last year. And I thought, whoa, that was a lot. Yeah. (laughs) And then fast forward to now, I'm doing probably 19, 20 a week. Wow. So yeah, it just, it, escalated um pretty quickly uh and so anyhow yeah i just it was something it's a passion that kind of was a hobby something i thought i could have fun with do on the side yeah and um here we are it's crazy and and it's and i've had a I i mean there's been so many people along the way who've encouraged and helped and promoted and you know there's there's a lot of people behind the scenes who kind of have my back and i'm so incredibly grateful for those people love it Uh, a couple questions so uh you said that you 
over a period of two years, tweak the recipe, right? <laughs> yep. Uh, did you ever reach out to Joe's uh, Barbecue and say, hey, uh, what's the secret ingredient? <laughs> or did, did you discover a secret ingredient that you maybe you hadn't used before in a cookie that changed the flavor, the texture that really gave yours that unique mm-hmm. taste or, or feel? Um, no, I never reached out to them. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I thought that would be a little presumptuous, so I did not do that. <laughs> um, I did, it's less of the ingredient, I mean, all of my cookies use the traditional, I mean, brown sugar, yeah. white sugar, butter, flour. Um, the quality, I, I refuse to use anything less than, you know, the best ingredients. Um, and so I found that certain ingredients had a bigger impact. I found when I switched from regular eggs to cage free eggs, I noticed a difference Mm -hmm. in the cookies and I thought, okay, I'm sticking with cage free eggs. They're more, but it makes a better cookie. Um, King Arthur flour was another one. And I found it made a difference when I switched up the, uh, switched up that flour. Um, so it's, it's quality of ingredients. You know, you put good in, you get good out. Um, and then the other thing, I, I've, I mean, gosh, I'm such a cookie nerd. I've read every article I can find. I've tested every cookie I can taste just uh-huh. to, okay, I really liked how that one worked. And then I go back into the kitchen and try to recreate it to some degree. Um, and a lot of it's strategy too. It's doing, you know, how, how do you, what temperature do you have your butter at? Yeah. It makes a difference. Hmm. Um, do you cream the butter or do you not? It, you know, those things all make such a difference in every cookie. Uh, so it's a little, it's a little bit scientific. Yeah. Yeah. It's more than just following a recipe and throwing stuff in. Oh yeah. Yeah. (laughs) And then once you find, I found one recipe that I seemed to have a really good base Mm -hmm. and I thought I've kind of branched from that one now. So I tend to go back to that one and, um, tweak it as yeah. I need to yeah. so that's cool so question with that how did you balance I guess patience and persistence because I two things you see with a lot of business owners is number one they'll either they'll have an idea and they'll rush into it kind of too soon before their product is, yeah. is really ready um, or another thing they're they're trying to perfect it and they're such perfectionists that they just never never get to the point where it's it's good enough for them and then maybe they burn out because they're taking years and years to try to get this ready and then it just ends up Mm-hmm. fizzling out so how did you throughout that two-year period stay patient enough to wait till it's perfect but also you know be diligent and make sure that you you still had a passion for working on it until it was was ready to go yeah um well there was no pressure mm-hmm. it was just for my family I had no intention of starting a business huh. with it so I just took as long as I needed to yeah. and I have a lot of patience <laughs> I'm a high school teacher you have to <laughs> Um, so there was no, there was no, I have to get this done right. so I can launch this business. Uh-huh. Um, it was really just intended. I just wanted to be the mom that's quoting Monica from friends, but I wanted to be the mom with the best chocolate chip cookies. <laughs> <laughs> so that was, that was my incentive. So yeah. there was no pressure to it. Yeah. It was super low key. Mm-hmm. It wasn't like I worked on cookies every weekend. I just, right. when I had time, I made them and when I didn't, I didn't. Yeah. So maybe it's more of a mindset people, mindset thing for people who struggle with that. Just, you know, taking away that pressure because there really is none if you haven't started the business yet. Like, right. You yeah. feel all this pressure if you are planning on starting a business. But if you just look at it as, hey, I'm just having fun. I'm going to try yeah. to figure something out. Then it's not as big of a deal. Yeah. Total hobby. It was just for fun. Cool. cool. 
Um, talk to us about some of these people you mentioned in your life that kind of pushed you and encouraged you um, to yes. move forward. Because a lot of people, they'll talk about how family and friends like discourage them from from starting a business and like, oh, you know, yeah. don't don't take that risk, don't do that. But how did you, you know, end up with people in your life that that pushed and encouraged yeah. you to do that? I, I'm. It's funny. I have I've had a very opposite experience in terms of people telling me don't do it I people don't go for it Nikki, mm-hmm. and I'm like oh I don't know <laughs> um so I mean first and foremost has been my husband he is my biggest cheerleader for sure and you know it's not it's asking a lot to have a business in your house it makes things a little chaotic at yeah. times in a place that is otherwise peaceful and harmonious mm-hmm. and um so sometimes that's it is it's a it's a big ask of yeah. him and he has never once complained. He just, I mean, he, what do you need? Uh, he does all my dishes, <laughs> which that in That's and of itself, of I, <laughs> I have a talent in dish making. Wow. Um, sometimes I'm I'll even impressive. Wow, Nikki, you really, you really outdid <laughs> yourself this time. Um, but yeah, I, he's, he's been a huge cheerleader. I have a friend at work. He's a marketing teacher and he was actually a huge, a very instrumental part in kind of pushing me, just do it, get a food mm-hmm. truck. I was like, no, I'm not getting a food <laughs> truck right now. Um, so he was, and he had, I, I, he was kind of my sounding board in the beginning in terms of what do you think of this logo or what do you think of this post or whatever it was. And so I would go to him because that was his skill set. It wasn't mine. So I would ask him and then... Um, I can't, it was probably, it was right before Father's Day this summer. I got a message one morning from Scarlett at Made It, Ate It, Loved It. And she just wanted to order some cookies. And I, I, she doesn't know this, but I was freaking out on the other end because I knew exactly who she was. Because mm-hmm. I'd followed her on my personal page. And um, I'm texting my husband and my best friend and I'm going, oh my gosh, what... Yeah. What, what is happening? Yeah. And she um she went and she ordered cookies. She came, she bought them. Thank you. Have a good day. I tried to totally stay cool. And she left and then um she posted and huh. said, "Hey guys, check this place out." Oh my gosh. I've no I did no I mean, my phone was blowing up really all day long. And I eventually texted her later and said, You're followers are die hard man <laughs> they, will, <laughs> they will follow you into a dark alley um but it was it was mind blowing and so i i don't know that i would be what i or where i'm at now if she hadn't have done that I, hmm. it just completely was a turn i went from selling to mostly friends and friends of friends and things like that um to complete otherwise strangers yeah Yeah. so it and she has done she was very instrumental whether she'd admit it or not she's super humble and sweet but um yeah it was crazy it just blew everything up so that's cool yeah yeah no influencer marketing can be huge because like you said these people have followers that will do anything they tell them to do yeah it's a world i literally knew very little about Mm -hmm. I didn't even register to think of, oh, have an influencer try your cookies right, right. and see what... Didn't even think of yeah. that. So it was completely a happy surprise. Mm-hmm. Very happy surprise. 
Have you tried to duplicate that that experience again? Trying to reach out to other influencers to get anyone else to post about it? I haven't. Um, I have a big hang up on authenticity. Mm-hmm. And if I'm reaching out, yeah, it could be authentic. But then I kind of know that behind the scenes I was, I don't making it happen. Yeah. And so it just, the thought of, I don't know, it feels weird to reach out to. I don't know. I, I, again, there's that shyness piece that I have. <laughs> right. <laughs> and asking people to promote something for me just feels very uncomfortable to mm-hmm. me. So it's, it's, it's a shyness thing and I don't, ever I would never want somebody to feel obligated to post something and I've never I've never once asked um Scarlett to post anything right, she's right. always just kind of done it which yeah. is incredibly sweet of her mm-hmm. so well the good news is you're you're selling cookies so I don't know too many people would be really upset by having to try a cookie right <laughs> yeah you're right you're right it's just it's it's just a I, it's a shyness thing I yeah. I'm I, I I'm not I how do I say this? It wasn't trying to build a business. Yeah. It was a hobby that accidentally became a business. And and I'd like to go into that a little bit uh, because a lot of teachers will have side hustles. Right? Yes. Uh, especially, you know, during the summertime where a little more flexibility and schedule right. do do certain things. Uh, so this wasn't an, an intention to be a side hustle at all. This was just you making the best chocolate cook, chip cookies in the neighborhood, being the best mom with the best chocolate chip cookies, right? And it, so... Now that it has evolved from a hobby to business, um, I'd like to, you know, share, maybe have you share how it's kind of interplaying now with your teaching career mm-hmm. and where you see this business going. You wanted to keep it kind of where it's at, where you're doing 19 to 20 orders a week, or yeah. do you have aspirations to grow it a little bit? Is it kind of kindling inside of you a desire to expand it? That is the million dollar question <laughs> that I don't know. I don't have the answer to yet. Um, one, it, balancing has been has been hard. It's yeah. been a diff, it's been very difficult. Um, and I was very, I mean, the first part of this year we were online exclusively, and I had my kids in the kitchen working on their online classes. I had to lock myself in an office to teach my students, and I felt like I was failing at everything. Yeah. I was I was exhausted. Um, tensions were high. I didn't have the time to devote to be to doing anything well. I felt like I was doing everything poor. And so um, it took its toll on me for sure. And so I went to my assistant principal and I asked her if I could maybe drop down to four classes instead of teaching the full five. Mm-hmm. And there was a little, we really need you, you, you know, but we had another teacher who got hired on and he had, he didn't have enough classes. Um, and I had more than I wanted and I was, let's give him. So, so they fortunately, and I'm so grateful that she did this, but fortunately she let me cut that down. And so that took my preps from two preps cause I had an honors algebra class as well. It took it from two preps down to one. And, um, then I started to feel like I was treading water again. Uh, and, but it, it's tricky. I mean, I get up in the mornings before school, I make cookies and then I go to work. I do my other job and then I schedule pickups for after I get home from work. So it's been, the balance has been tricky for right now. Um, 
I know that I, I've, I've signed a contract. Uh, I'm committed to definitely finishing this year. Um, I have a group of avid kids too, and I've, I've been with them through their entire high school journey and their seniors this year. And so never in a million years could I leave those kids. I'm, we're, we're, we started this together. We're going to finish together. And so that was another, that was another key piece of, I can't just up and leave those kids. Um, and so I kind of knew this year was going to be really difficult in terms of time management and Mm. I'd be super busy and going all the time, but maybe next year I could work part-time teaching and do this part-time. And and that's kind of, to me, that's an ideal spot to get to because then I get to do both things that I love. I, Hmm. I absolutely love teaching what I do and I absolutely love baking. And so if I could marry those two things, that would be, or do them in tandem, I guess that would be an ideal situation. So I don't know where it goes from there. I have no idea. Um, I don't know that I'd actually want to open a storefront to be honest with you. Um, I listened to one of your other podcasts from Chunk because I, oh, yeah. I was curious. Very good podcast. Um, and he he said something too that rang true with me. It's it's not making the cookies anymore, and that's what I love. It's writing training manuals right, and right. whatnot. And I thought, yeah, I don't want to do that. That's not my passion. That's not the thing I care mm-hmm. about. So I just want to I just want to make cookies and I want to teach and. Where that takes me, I, I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> Follow-up question with that and kind of taking in uh, your little insight there from Chunk because one of my favorite books is The E-Myth Revisited and okay. and I don't know if you're familiar with that book, I'm but not, it's, yeah. a, it's about entrepreneurship and starting a business and, and they use a, a fictional uh, lady that just made the most amazing pies on the planet. Okay. And, you know, everybody talked her into opening up a pie store okay. and, and then she drowned in the business yeah like just you know every day day in and day out and it's not just making pies anymore it's managing employees right and, and budgets Payroll and all and, that, yeah right and and she had lost the passion of baking pies and actually resented and hated baking pies right and so that's kind of the whole premise of the book is then uh putting systems and standards and structures in place mm-hmm. where uh, you're able to not just be a technician that you can actually run a business successfully mm-hmm. that uh, allows you also to, to keep your passion. Uh, yeah. So I'll have to write that one down. That's a great recommendation for you, uh, the E-Myth Revisited. E-Myth Revisited, okay. And that's the nice thing about owning a business <clears throat> is you have full control over how big or how small you yeah. want it. You can grow it to this huge thing and you have you know all these employees in place. You can have it just you full time mm-hmm. and you're doing everything if that's what you want. But you can also you know keep it small keep it part time so are you you still have a passion for teaching you mm-hmm. have the the power to to keep it at a certain level and so right. you still have time to teach if that's what you want to do and right. so that's one of the great things about having a passion and doing it on your own rather than working yeah. for someone else because you have that full control over it's in your own, ter- over on your your own terms yeah. yeah no i completely agree and it, it like i said it's this is a whole new world to me mm-hmm. um the thought that i have this much control over my day to day is kind of kind of exciting um i really do i i really love the idea that i can i can still do the two things that i really care about yeah and that's really exciting to me so here here's a tricky question for you Uh-oh. if 
if you had, so let's say money wasn't an issue, if you had to pick one or the other to do for the rest of, of your career, baking cookies or teaching, could you pick one? I don't, oh gosh, <laughs> that is a tricky question. Uh, I don't know if I can pick one right now. I mean, yeah. like I said, I'm not, I'm not a risk taker. Mm-hmm. And so with teaching, I mean, like I said, my husband and I very much think about retirement funds and things like that and that's important to me and I had a I have a path with that with teaching and cookies doesn't provide that for me necessarily I mean there's things you can do but by and large it doesn't do that um but then cookies has the benefit of being able to work from home which I kind of love yeah (laughs) uh yeah I'm I love I mean my kitchen's my happy place that's where I want to be so I, I, it's gosh, it's hard. I, I think I would miss either if mm-hmm. I had to pick one or the other. And I, I think it would now knowing what I know with this and knowing how much I love this. I mean, I think I, I think I would miss one or the other too much. And I, and I love the interactions I have with my students too. Yeah. They're, yeah. you know, they, I, high schoolers get such a bad rep. They really do. <laughs> By and large, most of them are so sweet and they're, um, super positive and optimistic still and they haven't been jaded by the world yet and to keep me around that mindset every day is really i'm very thankful for that do you spend more time cleaning your pool than you spend swimming in it and call flamingo pools today flamingo pools is your go-to swimming pool maintenance and repair company in the east valley whether it's weekly maintenance repairs green to cleans or one-time cleanings flamingo pools will take care of you Honest, reliable, and innovative. Just a few of the many good things Flamingo Pools customers have to say about them. Ask them about their mineral treatment, which will keep your chemical levels down, allowing you to have a healthier bathing experience. At Flamingo Pools, they know that your pool was made to be enjoyed, so let them handle the rest. Check them out at azflamingopools.com or give them a call at 480-422-6013. Mention this podcast and you'll get your first month of maintenance completely free. That's azflamingopools.com and 480-422-6013. I just want to go back real quick. I'm curious, was there like a specific moment you remember where you decided to to take that first step and go from I'm just making cookies as a hobby to I'm going to try to start selling these? Like was there... Was there something inside of you that that had to like make a mindset shift, or or was it more of like a process of yeah. like getting to that point? There was a lot of um, again, there, I mean, years of you should sell these. You should. Yeah. Sell them. I was like, no, I don't want to do that. I just like making them, and so um, yeah, it took a lot of a lot of pushing from a lot of people, mm-hmm. and I can remember when I made that first post saying, hey, you know, if anyone wants cookies let me know. I mean, I posted it and my hands were shaking. <laughs> it was so <laughs> yeah. stinking nervous. Um, because that's just, I, I just, I mean, I, I don't post typically anyway. Um, and so the whole social media part of this business, if I, if I could pay somebody to do something, that would be it. Right. You can right. run my social yeah. media because I mean, talking on, I'm taking a video of myself <laughs> 
I've, I've done it one time and it took me 72 tries to do oh. it. I was so, I mean, my hands are shaking. I, I, it's a shyness thing. Yeah. And so it's, it makes you feel super vulnerable. For and sure. What if nobody wants them or what if everybody hates them? And that little doubt creeps into your head and it was scary. I was scared, but I mean, I had so many people who are, I have a wonderful network of people who are like, yes, I want to support this. I'm all about it. And I could not be more grateful. Yeah. I mean, a lot of, a lot of it in the beginning was my fellow teachers. Yeah. That's, I mean, who I sold to primarily in the beginning. Mm-hmm. So something totally out of your comfort zone, but you were still able to, so out of my comfort to go zone. for it. <laughs> what, what would you say to a young entrepreneur who's kind of nervous in a similar situation, trying to do something out of their comfort zone to take that first step? We can do hard things. <laughs> yeah. I have a, a former student. Um, she, gave me this little this little picture and it says we can do hard things and it's something that i remember all all the time you know life's not easy things aren't easy but you can do it and you just one one foot in front of the other and don't don't start with these big huge you know endeavors start small i'm gonna sell one dozen cookies you know or i'm going to i don't know uh mow four lawns this week or you know what whatever it is um start small and build it layer upon layer build it slow it's this is a marathon it's not a sprint um quoting dave ramsey (laughs) (laughs) but yeah it just just take your time and just do just start ease into it you don't have to jump both feet in it doesn't doesn't have to work that way yeah it can but it doesn't great advice nikki because a lot of people uh you know, entrepreneur success stories, a lot of them talk about the whole, you know, facing your fear, jumping in with both feet, yeah. uh, selling your house, living off that, you know, <laughs> and, it, and it went. And, and for every one of those, there's, you know, a lot of people that lost their shorts, right? Exactly. And, yeah. and so for those that are a little less uh, willing to take risks, more risk adverse, mm-hmm. uh, I think what you've shared is really important that you know, you have the security of your teaching income and mm-hmm. you're, you know, slowly growing this and it may grow more and you might be in the spot where you're like, you know what, this is uh, satisfying exactly what it needs to do. Mm-hmm. And I still get to make a difference in the classroom. I'm still passionate about it. And, mm-hmm. and so this is, I'm intentionally choosing to uh, keep this exactly how it is so that I can continue. But you, you've given a great, you know, advice courage example to those that are a little more risk adverse and but still have a little itch inside that that wants to start that little side business right it doesn't have to make millions of dollars it can Mm -mm. you know keeping it that passionate enjoyable hobby is a key to longevity and success yeah yeah and that's that tends to be how i do most things i i i I'm a think, oh, classic overthinker, and you know, I I don't I don't jump into anything without I, everything's baby steps and taking building it layer upon layer. It's just how I have to do it. Yeah. It's mm-hmm. the only way it would work for me. Yeah. I think if I had start, started out with these huge lofty aspirations of, I'm just going to open a shop and I'm going to, <laughs> I I don't know that that would have worked for me, mm-hmm. just because it's not my nature. Yeah. 
Well, I'm dying to kind of hear more about the actual cookies because I know you started off with chocolate chip, but looking at your Instagram, looks like you've ventured out. You've got a, a lot more flavors you're doing yeah. now. So can you kind of tell us about, I guess, that process and some of the different cookies that you've you've created? Yeah. Um, gosh, I, I, don't, I don't even have a count of how many flavors I have, but I... you know once you get comfortable doing one thing you kind of crave something new a little bit and so I'll do that for a period of time and then it's like all right I gotta I always kind of have this little cue going in my head of the flavors I want to start or try next and and it comes from so many places I mean I try to follow cookie pages all over the country and the world even um and I get inspiration I draw inspiration from them and um then I saw, you know, our Pinterest, um, and some of it comes from my customers. I'll have customers message me, oh, my mom used to make these. Can you can you try to come up with this recipe? Or, oh, I tried this the other day. It was really good. I think you could make it really good. And so they'll message me. And, and I that's so cool. Because when, when they feel like they have buy-in and they're part of this too, that's, that's a, the sweet spot, you know? Mm-hmm. I mean, I did my seasonal flavors. And of course I tried probably more than I wanted to. <laughs> and then, um, you know, I have husbands and friends and I brought them into my students. Yeah. What do you guys think? Cause they'll be honest with me. <laughs> and then, um, but I asked my, I asked the people who are following me on my Instagram account, if they wanted to be taste testers, hmm. Overwhelmed with how many people were willing to sign up and try the cookies. <laughs> try a cookie. I'm not surprised. I was, I was dumbfounded by that. Um, and so, anyhow, long story short, I ended up picking I think nine different people, just kind of randomly, yeah. and um, and yeah, and I got feedback from them, and I listened to it. I mean, there were people who were like this texture didn't work or this could use that. And I was like, okay, great. And now they've got buy-in. Now they're part of this too. Yeah. And I'm just kind of drawing people in. And it's like, this is this is our thing, not just my mm-hmm. thing. They're your next uh, network marketer. They're your <laughs> next uh, influencer. Yeah. <laughs> is it hard for you at all to receive negative feedback about your cookies? Yes. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, how do you not that take that personal? Right? How do you not take that personal? You put your heart and soul. I mean, it's not. I do. <laughs> and I, a lot of teachers have a hard time with feedback because, you know, you put your whole heart and soul into that classroom, and so yeah. it's like uh, every student matters. And and if one student doesn't have a good experience, you can beat yourself up pretty bad. Yeah. Even though you've had a really positive impact on 149 others. Oh so, yeah. You perseverate uh, on the negative. Yeah. So with that, of, of wanting to make a difference for everybody, like how have you positively dealt with feedback where a customer said, this doesn't work for me, I don't like that? Yeah, well, I, I mean, fortunately, they were very kind about right. it. <laughs> they were, we love this and this and this. Here's a one piece of, and I was asking for yeah, it. Right. They gave me what I was asking yep. for. And, and I need <coughs> to listen to that no matter how hard it is, because if I don't, what's the point then I'm selling bad cookies you know um so it's but it's not I mean yeah I'll I'll focus on the negative and I get carried away with that and it it's just part of it you know you just deal with it and you move on and you I I mean it's kind of like I teach my kids if you make a mistake you say you're sorry that you fix it and then you move on yeah and that's all you can do 
And so, I mean, I don't know if I would call putting too much salt in a cookie a mistake, but you know what I mean? It, mm-hmm. it you, you can, it's even, okay, I hear you, I'll fix it and move on. Yeah. How seriously do you take one person's advice? So let's say like you really like the texture of a cookie, but then this person comes to you and says, I wasn't a fan of yeah. that. Like, how do you balance what you think versus what, what your yeah. customers think? Great question. Um, and, and at the end of the day, I have to sell something I'm confident in and I'm proud of. Yeah. Um, and so I take that, I take that into consideration. Mm -hmm. If I get something that, oh, okay, well, I really like it, but it's just a minor fix that might actually improve it, then give it a shot and try it. And if I didn't like it, I can always go back. Um, not everybody's going to like everything. Right. Right. Some of us like different flavors. I mean, if I'm being entirely honest, there's flavors where it's like, okay, I, I see that this is a good cookie, but (laughs) it's not my personal favorite Uh flavor. Um, so I take that into consideration, and if I see if I get the same critique from multiple places, okay, we'll take that one seriously, yeah. you know. And so you kind of you you put it through a filter. Nice, nice. What are some of your favorite flavors that you've made? Mm-hmm. Uh, what are my favorites? It's like picking a favorite child. Um, <laughs> my, That's I, easy. <laughs> um, I pick, uh, I let, I mean, my chocolate chip has a soft spot because right. it was my first, the original. my first baby. Yeah. <laughs> um, I really love, um, the salted caramel. I, I love cinnamon so much. So I love my, um, snickerdoodle and I like my oatmeal a lot cause it has a little bit of cinnamon in it. So those are those are some of my favorites, and the lemon. I'm a big lemon mm. person, but I've learned not everyone is. <laughs> so that one's that one's a mixed bag. But the last time I offered it, and I don't offer it that often because I feel like not everybody likes lemon. Yeah. And the last time I offered it, almost every single person ordered it. So I thought maybe I need to revisit that idea. <laughs> so I pay attention to those trends a lot. Which ones are selling? Which ones are you know, as, as every single person ordering this type of cookie, okay, that's a good one. And so I pay attention to those kind of things. Yeah, yeah. Well, it looks like we have a cookie right in front of us. Is you that, a, you is got that a right? couple in there. I was, I was wondering if we could maybe do a live taste test on the show and, and Go see what for we it. think of it. Yeah. Go yeah. for it. You know, my, my dream job has been to take over Guy Fury's job. So, <laughs> you know, this is your chance. This is my chance. So the top one's a molasses one. Ooh. And that's one that's, you know, some people love that flavor. I've learned a lot of people. I did a little poll on Instagram. Half the people hadn't tried it before. Huh. So the top one's in, uh, molasses. And then inside there's nine different flavors. So... You want to open it up? Or go now. Yeah, open it up. <laughs> All let's, right. let's, let's try it out. Oh, wow. So while Dallin's open that up... Um, Talk to us a little about the ordering process. So mm-hmm. uh, with nine different flavors, I mean, you're making batches of cookies before work. Like, do you uh, like have a flavor of a day? Like on Monday, you only mm-hmm. make one or two types of cookies. And Tuesdays, you only make a couple. Like, talk to us a little bit about how you yeah. balance uh, people's requests with your limited time and, yeah. and not able to make multiple batches of multiple cookies every single day, I imagine. Right. Um, so what I kind of, it's changed in the beginning. It was, what did you want? I'll make it, you know? Um, and over time I realized people really like a mixture. They want a variety. And so I realized that in order to do this in a way that works for me, I have to rotate flavors. And so each week I offer 
five flavors. Chocolate chip is kind of always there. It's always going to be number one. But mm-hmm. um, after the other four, I rotate through. And um, I have a website that I created. Um, it's MissMissCookies.com. And I have an order form. I, I put all my teaching tools <laughs> into creating all this. I know, I know how to do a Google form really yeah. well because of school. And so I put my orders on, an, on a form, which is linked on the website. And so they, it's custom. They can pick whatever amounts or sizes that they want. And um, I take all those orders, load them into a spreadsheet, and then each day I just I only take as many as I can fit into baking before school so yeah but I rotate them so no I'm not making I I happen to have a lot of flavors in my refrigerator this morning (laughs) because I had to make a bunch extra for my Halloween flavors that I was creating which is why that cookies and cream one is orange (laughs) that salted caramel looks like like just the most gorgeous cookie (laughs) look look at that thing thank you so much it like almost has a countenance that's just shining. It's just <laughs> you want to go for that one then? Yeah, yeah. yeah All right. Yeah. You go for that. I think I'm going to go for the... You, oh, you, you got to be able to taste it too. Okay. I know it's probably going to be your favorite too. So I'll just take a little, <laughs> little chunk off. All right. So they're very thick, right? That's very good. You got a great little caramelization going on at the bottom. Yeah. That's a creme brulee caramelization <laughs> at the bottom that I love. Yeah, I'm a fan of the texture too. Thank you. It's a you still got enough doughiness in the middle. Yeah. yeah, not overcooked. As a kid, I always loved the dough. Yeah, but I'd rather eat I'd rather eat a batch of oatmeal cookie dough than eat an oatmeal cookie. Right? Yeah, I and hear so you. I love that. You know that it feels like I'm eating cookie dough, yet it's cooked and. Got that caramelization on the bottom. Yeah, that's a winner. Thank you. <laughs> yeah. I need to try one more real quick, just go, to buy it. Please, go ahead. So, this is the Biscoff one? That is, yes. Okay. Yeah, those two play. are probably two and three in terms of which ones sell. All right. And then what, what is this here? That's Is that just cookie butter that's a little melted Prob- on the top? Probably, yeah. That's Cookie butter has white chocolate chips in it. Mm. Yeah, that's amazing. Thank you. Once again, just a, a slight crisp on the outside that uh, just has a perfect amount of crunch to it. Nice and uh, gooey in the middle. Some creamy melted <laughs> cookie butter drizzling down as I take a bite. That's just beautiful. I'm sorry. I'm just silent because I'm enjoying myself over uh-huh. here. You got to write all my descriptions for me. I know. <laughs> He's the master of a food uh, description. I've seen a few episodes of Guy Fieri. He so better watch out. <laughs> You're coming for him, Guy. Watch out, Guy. Yeah, I'll be your ta- I'll be your official taster. Yeah. So. The, the s'mores one's been really fun because I actually, this is when I got, I watched Female Foodie. I don't know if you guys know who that is, but she was doing um, restaurant-inspired recipes or copycat recipes in the beginning of the pandemic. And she made these cookies from a place called... It was in Seattle called Robin's Cookies. I hope I'm getting that right. But she baked it right on a graham cracker. And I thought, well, that's interesting. So I tried it. And, oh, my gosh. It is the perfect crispiness to... So that's baked on a graham cracker. Mm-hmm. Hmm. Yeah. And it. I found when you put it in the dough, because I always make my dough over the weekend, 
um, when you put it into the dough, it kind of starts to break down and gets a little more soggy. But when you baked it on there, it was nice and super crispy, and you got a little bit of grim. Yeah, I don't, I don't think I can wait and you can <laughs> to try that. <laughs> Going for the other yeah, one now. Yeah, I gotta try this more. This graham cracker <laughs> wow. at the bottom. Okay. That one was. You got fun. some melted chocolate. You know, one of the problems with the s'more, actually, that you eat by the campfire, mm-hmm. is it's really hard to get the chocolate to melt. Yeah. Right. So yeah. you you have this graham cracker that's hard. You got the the you know the nicely roasted marshmallow, but the chocolate generally will stay hard. Yeah. You gotta wait, and that's no fun. <laughs> so, what's the secret to this creamy chocolate that you have on top? Oh, um, I put the chocolate on when it was still warm. I baked them right before I got here. <laughs> yeah, it's... it's like the perfect combination of cookie and s'mores. Thank you. That one's been my husband. That one, and he likes the double chocolate one. That's been his favorite lately. Yeah, they rotate though. Really good. Thank you so much. So, there's. Several commercial cookie companies out there yeah. that make great cookies, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, and it's a new thing in the market. Like five years ago, sure. there wasn't a crumble. There wasn't a, you know, that chunk. They, yeah. they chunk. Right. They, they're, they're new here. And I'm sure you've tasted other people's cookies. Um, yes. Is it, do you, when, when you eat other people's cookies, are you doing it as a food critic? Are you doing it as a entrepreneur are you doing it as just somebody who's eating cookies a little bit of all the above um i mean i'm always gonna taste it and mentally in the back of my head go is there something i really like about this one that i need to you know incorporate into my own um but i also just really love cookies so sometimes i just eat them to enjoy them so (laughs) um I, i don't yeah i i don't Competitiveness is not something I subscribe to as much as possible. I'm very competitive with myself. Right. I have I set very high expectations of myself. Um, sometimes my husband says they're unrealistic, mm-hmm. <laughs> but you know um, I I challenge myself constantly. So it's more um, I, I I do it to myself, but not when I try them. It's like you know they did a great cookie and good for them and you know i can't have all the customers i'm glad that they're there to help me out (laughs) so you know not that i think i would get all the customers but you know what i mean like i i'm that's good i'm happy for them so it's it's not it's not something there's a seat at the table for everyone that's something i kind of go back to all the time and so it's a great mindset yeah i'll bet that mindset helps you out in your profession as a teacher as well uh where you're able to collaborate with your colleagues share best practices, best ideas. Uh, it's not all about you. Uh, so I, I love that. Yeah, thank you. So Nikki, we love having you know businesses on here with with 20 years of experience and a ton of employees just as much as we have, you know, people that are just that just have a side hustle and, and love sure. what they do. And no matter who's on the show, they always seem to have have great advice. It doesn't matter, you know, how big your business is or how long you've been and you always have something great to share with everyone. So could you share with us one last piece of advice that, that you've learned along your, your business journey so far? Uh, yeah, I'd love to. Um, uh, uh, I have two, two quotes I go back to. Okay. And one I actually already said, but we can do hard things. Um, it's not going to be easy. It's going to take a lot of work, but it's something you can be really proud of. And nothing good in this world comes without some hard work. So 
Um, that's one. And my other, my other uh, saying I have, I actually have it posted in my classroom, um, is a goal without a plan is just a wish. And um, all, you, you got to have a plan. You know, you got to, you can't just wish something to happen. You have to be intentional in your decision making. You have to be intentional in your behavior if you want to make a difference in anything. And so um, that's one thing I, I just, I, I don't just wish that this would happen. I don't just, I, I'm there. The hard work is there yeah. behind the scenes for sure. I'm working all day, every day right now. <laughs> um, but it's, it's for a greater good. So it comes with hard work and a lot of planning. Yeah. Love it. Well, Love we can it. see that you're definitely putting in the hard work and we wish you all the best on your goals and plans moving forward from here. Thank you so much. Awesome. Well, before we close up today, we have a, a little game we're going to play with you. Okay. Um, and so how okay. it's going to go is we've got a list of questions and you have 60 seconds to answer as many of those questions <laughs> as possible. So these are just, you know, nothing to nothing you need to plan for, but just your opinions, things you like, hobbies, oh, etc. So, I'm terrible at these. <laughs> okay. <laughs> so rapid fire, you want to get as many in as possible. And I'll pull it up here. And Eric, you can start us off. Is it one word answers? Could be two words. Yeah. Could yeah, be just... one word. Could be four <laughs> words. But it's short okay. answer. Yeah. It's short okay. Answer. Got yeah. it. It's okay. short answer because we want to go through as many as possible. Cool. So you can start us off in three, two, one. Your dream vacation. Uh, probably a cabin in the woods. Uh, first thing you'd buy if you won a million dollars. Um, new wood floors. <laughs> Your favorite hobby. Cooking. But there and was. If there was an Olympic competition for everyday activities, what activity would you have a good chance at winning a medal in? Uh, making dishes. <laughs> a song <laughs> you've been jamming to lately. Oh, um, White Buffalo, anything from him. If you live to be 100, would you rather have the mind or the body of your prime self? Mind. Your favorite holiday? Christmas. Uh, favorite ice cream flavor? Uh, cookie dough. Favorite fictional character? Fictional character? Yeah. Uh, um, I don't know. Rugrats are coming to mind. <laughs> <laughs> Favorite. I don't even know if that's true, but. Favorite smell. Oh, uh, men's deodorant. <laughs> <laughs> What's your nickname? Nick. Uh, pet peeve. Ooh. Ooh. There's a time. What's your answer okay. though? <laughs> My redoing things I've already done. Oh, it sends me through the roof. <laughs> <laughs> Well, we got a uh, twelve in there, so not bad. Oh. That's a, you might be on our leaderboard. So we have a, a leaderboard of our top five. No I think, way! I think you might have made it. I'll, I'll double check, <laughs> but uh, but it was close to the high score. So good job there. That's shocking. It's it's the teacher instincts there. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> okay, Nikki. Well, like we said, thank you again so much for for yeah, coming on today. Yeah, thank yeah, you. We really enjoyed so much. hearing from you. Um, why don't you let our listeners know where they can find you if they want to order some cookies? Great. Um, I have an Instagram account, Miss Miss Cookies. It, it's M R S S M I T H S Cookies. Sometimes people leave the second S off. Um, I have a website, MissMissCookies.com, and I have an email address, Miss Miss Cookies413 at gmail.com. Cool. I also have a Facebook page. Uh, Miss Miss Cookies. <laughs> so I feel like I said that nine times. Is the web address also MRS Smith S Cookies? Yes. Okay. Yeah, there's Smith's no. It's all one word. Yeah. Okay. yeah. 
Mrs. Awesome. Smith's cookies. Cool. Yeah. Well, yeah, we uh, we definitely recommend you check it out and and test some of these cookies. Yeah, we, uh, you will not be disappointed. <laughs> we enjoyed them. You will not be thank disappointed. Thank you guys. I appreciate <laughs> that. No, thank you again so much for coming on, and uh, we'll catch you all next week. Awesome. Hey guys, thanks for listening. Just a few things before we go. First off, we wanted to say a big thank you to our sponsor, Legend Acres. They're an award-winning, veteran-owned small business that offers dog training, service dog training, mentor training programs, and more. Legend Acres also offers online interactive training sessions and on-demand classes so you can train your dog from the comfort and convenience of your own home. Check them out at legend-acres.com. Also, if you enjoyed the show, please take a few seconds to rate and review and hit that subscribe button. It lets us know how we're doing and helps us grow so we can reach more locals, entrepreneurs, and help small businesses grow. Thanks, guys.